Welcome to Fit Chicks Chat, the podcast dedicated to fitness, nutrition, wellness, and mindset. For more information on Fit Chicks Academy and our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications, please visit fitchicksacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And we have been talking nonstop about nutrition and weight loss and habits and mindset over the last while because we just kicked off our February Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coach Certification. Really? Like, literally just yesterday. So I know. if you're listening right now, like, shameless plug. You can still jump in very last minute message us. <laughs> yeah, very, very last CA. minute because we literally- Very, very call- last minute. You can still jump in. Don't miss out. <laughs> Classes are starting today. Yes. Um, but one of the things that came out of like all of the conversations we had coach week, we've been having, you know, info sessions and really great conversations is we were talking about sabotage mm-hmm. and the concept of not hitting your goals and when is it- that we are sabotaging ourselves. And I know that a lot of times we think, you know, if something was different outside of us, so for example, if I had more time, if I had more money, if I had the right trainer, if I had a home chef, right? Like all of those things, we think if something outside of us changes, that then we'd be able to hit our our weight loss goals or our clients would be able to. And I love talking about this too, because this is something that comes up for like a lot of clients, right? Like when you're coaching, you'll see this in your clients. But where is it that you're sabotaging yourself or your clients are sabotaging themselves and they don't realize yet that they're even doing it? Because it doesn't seem like sabotage. It's not like eating a bowl of ice cream when you're saying, oh, you know what I mean? I'm going to eat really real whole foods and all of that. It's kind of these sneaky different ways that sabotage shows up. And usually it's like, you know, um, oftentimes sabotage is like the internal stuff, right? Like, um, again, what you were saying earlier about like the people looking of like, oh, if I had more time or if I had that, that's all external stuff that like external factors that sometimes are in your control, sometimes are out of your control, but there are external things that are happening. Whereas I think the internal shifts are the biggest shifts that sabotage us because I think it's like, it's how we, it's like the internal dialogue, how we talk to ourselves, how we act towards ourselves. And then of course, we're going to talk about some other things, but I think that it's like, it's the stuff that's happening almost like the behind the scenes scenario. That is the things that's kind of breaking it all down or putting up blocks for us to actually reach our goals. Yeah. So we kind of pulled out four things that I really see a lot when it comes to self-sabotage or sabotaging your own health, your own weight loss goals. And again, this is something that when you're coaching clients, if you're new to coaching or if you've been coaching for a long time, you have to also think of because you're going to notice when they get to a a place on their journey where like, wait a second, I can't do this. These are kind of four of the things that are coming into play. So the first thing, and you guys know how much we love goal setting and setting big, big goals. But the first way, a lot of times how we self-sabotage is by setting too big of a goal. A hundred percent. I think that that's I think that that's one of the biggest things that you can do that's like detrimental towards your success. Because I think that as soon as you see this big goal, it's like, I want to climb Mount Everest. You're like, oh my gosh, like I've never climbed a mountain before. 
mountain, like even I have climbed mountains and like the idea of climbing Mount Everest is terrifying. Right. And it makes me immediately shut down. Like, I don't want to even think of all of the steps that I'd have to do to be able to get there. It's so overwhelming that I'm just like, I can never do that. And I think it's it's like this sort of concept. Yeah. Because there's this sweet space in between setting a big goal Mm -hmm. and then setting what I like to call the first micro goal towards that big goal. So, you know, let's say we are going to set a weight loss goal. Like I want to lose 50 pounds or 30 pounds, which can sound so big and so unachievable. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, that's such a long journey. How long is that going to take me? I don't know if I could do that. Right. Like it brings up all of these thoughts and feelings. And then our actions usually are not in line with the results that we want. Mm -hmm. Because when we're thinking about the big thing, we're just thinking about how we've never done it before and all of the things that are going to keep us away from our goal. But when we start to set a micro goal, which is essentially like the first marker along your way to that goal, then it can feel more believable. So for example, let's say if your goal was to lose 30 pounds, 50 pounds, if your first goal is like, I'm going to commit to doing the actions to lose three pounds, that doesn't feel as daunting right? Mm -hmm. Like three pounds versus 30. But the thing we always have to remember is you have to lose three before you can lose 30. You have to lose five before you can lose 50, right? Like it's this first stepping stone on the journey, but keeping that big goal in your mind, like you know where you're going, but what is that first micro goal, that first benchmark that you're going to work towards? So you're still being directed. You still have focus. You still know your long-term goal, but you're not getting crippled by the overwhelm and the anxiety of the goal being too big. Yeah. The visual that I always have is like laying a pathway, right? Like it's, it's literally like brick by brick, piece by piece. You're getting to the end result. Um, trying to get to like, whatever that big goal is, which is like the home or like, you know, your end, but you have to lay the bricks, the foundation to get there. Um, because if you don't, and if you just try to jump from one end to the other, you're not going to get there. Like there's no possible way unless you're taking these small calculated sort of steps towards actually reaching that end goal. Well, yeah. And it's just, it's been proven time and time again that for many people, big goals, because they're not attached to them, right? Like they don't have a relationship with that goal yet. It seems so far out that it almost feels like you're talking about like a movie or a dream right? It doesn't feel like it could actually be a reality for you. So when you kind of dial it back a little, so I always think of it like keeping it in your mind, like you're looking down a road and you could see the end where you want to go, but you're like, okay, what are the first steps I have to take to get there? So you're kind of keeping that goal in your, in your vision, in your, in your mind's eye, but you're just doing those few things that don't then feel like it's a dream. Don't feel like it's unattainable. Feel like I could actually do that. So it's the same thing with money, right? Like a lot of times when people are starting a coaching business and they're like, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars in my coaching business. It's like, what? There's no way I could do that. But when you even just pull it back and be like, could I make a hundred dollars in my coaching business? Mm -hmm. They're like, actually, yeah, I think I could do that. Okay. Now what do we need to do to make that first hundred dollars? The same thing with, you know, 30 pounds. What do I need to do to lose three pounds? okay, now let's think about that and put it into action. It just becomes more digestible. So it's like kind of holding the big vision and the small vision at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's number one is setting a goal that's too big for you that kind of freaks you out too much that you don't do anything about it, right? It's easier to stay where we are than it is to go to the new place. 
The second thing is trying to shift too fast. Mm -hmm. So this again, I, I mean, we've been in this industry now for, I say like 25 years because I was already in it before I was even like coaching it. But you know, we've had fit chicks for almost 15 years, which is crazy. I know. We but I know she's a big girl now, <laughs> but this is where I, you know, still to this day, see this all the time. It's the trying to shift too fast. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I always, whenever I think about shifting too fast, my brain instantly always goes back to that one conversation that we had with someone at the biggest loser ranch when we were in Utah. So for those of you who have never heard this story real quick, Laura and I went to the Biggest Loser Ranch in Utah many, many moons ago. Um, and we went there because we really wanted to just like see like, and for anyone who's not familiar with the Biggest Loser, it was like a TV show way back in the day that would have contestants with, you know, weight loss goals, big weight loss goals. And they would go through like extreme measures to be able to get there. And we were like, what do they do? We want to know. We want to go and see. We want to do the training. We want to do all the things. And we did it for five days. And it was like, I, I'm going to be honest. It was terrible. Like it was so hard. It was like eight hours of training and like limited food intake. And I was starving and we would eat all the salad at night and all the apples. Um, but the conversation that we had, I remember so clearly with this one person that was at the ranch with us. And, you know, her conversation was, you know, when I get home from this place, I'm going to like, when I go to the movies, cause it's my favorite thing to do. I'm going to bring pieces of celery cut up as a post eating tr- uh, the popcorn. I'm going to get up three hours before work and I'm going to do all of my training. And then when I get home from work, I'm going to do all my meal prepping. And, and I was like, I just, I remember just feeling so like stressed for her almost and like anxious because I was like, that is amazing that that is what you want to achieve, but it's going to be so damn hard. And it's so much like right now you're in a controlled environment. You're in an environment that is set up to have you on that plan of working out for eight hours and meal plans and chefs and all this kind of stuff. But when you get home into this different space into your life again, you have all of the work stress and the life stress and all that stuff. And it's really hard. It's going to be a very huge challenge for you to be able to jump into that. And I, I wasn't trying to, you know, deter her from her goals. It was just being in the mindset of trying to make that massive of a lifestyle change is just, it just feels like it's so much. And it's well, and maybe, the thing I think five days, or maybe go to the movies once with the celery, or maybe, you know what I mean? But doing that over and over again, it will just overwhelm you or eat at you. I think. In, well, in I, opinion, well, I think it has to do though too, with the identity shift, right? Like there is this idea that, we just have to do certain actions to get to our weight loss goal, right? Like we just have to focus on the method, cut the calories, eat real whole foods, watch our portions, blah, 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 right? This is what people think it takes just to lose weight. But there's still this idea too that we don't focus on the identity shift that needs to happen. And if we don't focus on the identity shift, it's like, I just have to do these things, then I'll get to my goal. And then I could just go back to being exactly the way I am and the person I am right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way it works because your identity has to be in line with your actions or you're always going to go back to your old ways, right? Which is why when you move too fast, you're almost like shocking yourself, like going from being, I'm someone who's really casual to wearing, you know, ball gowns all the time, right? That would feel so weird. Like think about it when you've tried on a piece of clothing, that's not you at all. And you're like, I feel like I'm playing dress up. Like tra- trying on wedding dresses. When I was trying yeah. to wear wedding dresses, I was like, 
who is this human? <laughs> exactly. This big train. I was like, this is so weird. And then, and then and- how you feel when you go back into your, you know, your, your workout gear, your day-to-day cozies. And you're like, oh, that feels so good. Right. Because it feels familiar. You, that's where you feel, that's where your identity is right now. That's where you feel safe. That's who you know you to be. So it's the same thing. If you're going to go on a weight loss journey or your clients are, and they are not someone who sees themselves as a fit person, or they're not someone who sees themselves as healthy. They see that as where they're going, not who they are. It is very, very challenging for them to then adapt the habits and that are required to lose weight and maintain weight. So when we do it too fast, which is the way most people do it, they're like, okay, I just need to change all the actions. I need to start eating chicken, brown rice and broccoli. I need to drink three liters of water a day. That's what I'm going to do. And then they do it for seven days because they're running on willpower, but willpower is a finite resource. It disappears, right? We can't, it doesn't stay heightened all the time. And then they can't stick to it. And they're like, okay, I got to go back to what I used to do and I'm a failure. But if we do it where we're like, okay, let's just do something that's really small, not just to start to add more health into our life, but to start that identity shift. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go for a 10. I've never, I don't exercise at all. Let's say I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk every day. I'm going to go for a five minute walk every day, or I'm going to eat vegetables. I'm going to add a vegetable every night to dinner right? And if you do that for 30 days, if you literally just add like one small thing, what you've done is not only have you created self-discipline, which is something that again, is very much a part. And like people think self-discipline is negative. It's not, it's just basically doing things consistently, even when you don't want to do them. Like when you want to eat the ice cream, it's not in line with your goal. And you're like, I'm going to do this instead. That's just self-discipline. But then it's like, not only are you creating a self-discipline habit, but you're also slowly breaking your old patterns of who you were and becoming someone who does keep commitments to themselves, who does walk 10 minutes a day, who does eat vegetables, right? So you mm-hmm. go, like, it's so interesting because I've seen this happen in my own life. I've seen this happen with so many people. It's like one day you wake up and you are the person who you were trying to become but you don't do it overnight, which is where we still believe with weight loss is like, I'm just going to shift and do all these things. And then I'm going to be healthy. And it doesn't work like that. It's like these small habits over time that consistently turn you into the person who then is effortless at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the third thing where we self-sabotage, so we've got setting too big of a goal, trying to move too fast. The third thing is not having a compelling enough reason. I also call this the why. The why. The deep-rooted why, not the surface value why, but the deep-rooted why. The real true reason that going on to a health journey, doing a transformation is actually speaking to you. It's not just because I want to you know, fit into my pre-pregnancy clothes or things like that. That might be one of the reasons, but it's not your real reason. It's not your like deep rooted why of like, I need to be confident or I need to, um, I want to live a longer, healthier life for my kid. Like when I think about my why, I always think it's like, it's, it shifts and it shifts and changes too. But right now my why is really like, I'm getting older. I need to be as healthy as I absolutely possibly can to be a good example for my daughter. But also I really need to do this because I want to be here for as long as I possibly can for her and for myself, but for her too. Well, and, and we did a podcast. I don't know what episode so it is, deeper. but we did one a while back that was all about your why. 
So go back and listen to it. It's so good to help you really uncover what your why is. But like we believe, yeah, like you don't only have one why. And a lot of times we give the why that's like what we think is the on paper proper answer. Like I want to be run around with my grandkids, but that might be part of it. Like you said, and it might also just be that like, yeah, I want to feel super hot in my body and I don't right now. Right. It's not saying you have to be thinner to be hotter, but maybe that's the thing, which is why we always recommend too when you're talking about your whys, write out like 15, 20, as many as you could write out, because you're going to have different whys at different times of the day and different seasons, but to keep you on that track. And I was doing a workshop the other day and I was talking about this and I was talking about it, the idea of in every moment, it's almost like you're, you have a debate going on right? There's a debate. There's debater A, which is your current self. And then there is debater B, which is like your future self. So either you're fighting for your current situation or you're fighting and debating for your future. So if your reason is compelling enough, for example, let's say, okay, I I say my goal is to lose weight. And then I'm in the moment and I'm like, I really want to eat. I'm just going to say ice cream. I keep thinking about ice cream. I really want to eat this ice cream and I, 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 it's not on my plan or it's not on what I decided to eat. So your current, it's like a debate going on. There's your current self who's like, eat the ice cream. You know, you deserve it. You've been so good on your plan. You've been sticking to everything. You've been following it. And then there's your future self, which is like, no, you want to run around with your grandkids. You want to be healthier in that moment. One of them is going to be a better debater. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times that current self becomes a better debater. So it's like this interesting thing of like, you've got to have that why make that your future self, the better debater to be like, no, this is the reason why we're going to say no to this or why we're going to go to the gym or why we're going to go to bed early tonight or why we're going to, you know, meditate and journal and do self-love practice, whatever it is. Right. But that why has to be enough. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I agree. And I think it's, it's so easy for us to just go with like the current decision, especially if you don't have a plan. I know that that's something else that sabotages you, but it's an external thing. But I think the plan will help you, will help your future self win as well, because it's more of like a documented, like, no, this is my meal plan or my whatever kind of plan it is. But it's like, it's a reminder to help the future self have like some more tactics, I guess, to be able to support those decisions. Well, yeah. And it's, it's work guys. Like it's not, this is the whole thing again with sabotage. It's like a lot of times we get into this weight loss journey or our clients do, and we don't know why we really want to do it. We just say, Oh, I just want to lose 30 pounds or I just want to, you know, fit into this outfit or whatever it is. We don't have a big enough why. So when things do get hard or when we do feel like they're challenging, we don't have something to anchor in. So it's so easy for us just to be like, forget it. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to do this again and again and again. And we're sabotaging on this day-to-day basis when we know we want this bigger goal. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like this interesting kind of dynamic that's always going on. And then the last one is not hiring a coach or learning how to coach yourself. So change is very, very hard. Like it's hard for all of us because our bodies, our brains, all of it, we want to stay in things that are familiar because it makes us feel safe. So it's hard for everybody. So if you don't have a coach or you don't know how to actually coach yourself, it's really, really easy to quit 
And it's really also easy to believe that things should be moving faster than they are, that you should be further ahead. We set these really unrealistic expectations like, oh, I've started this journey and I should be at my goal weight in seven days, right? Because that's what marketing is like, quick fixes. We want all this stuff. But when you have a coach or you understand how this actually works, you can coach yourself and go through that and remind yourself of like, okay, no, I'm in this for the long haul. This is my new identity. I'm becoming someone who is focused on my health, who nourishes my body with real whole food. Like I'm in this for life. And if you don't have a coach or you don't know how to coach yourself, it can be really easy for you to fall, sabotage yourself and think things should be different than they are. Mm -hmm. And to not even know that you're sabotaging yourself, right? Sometimes we don't even, we're not even aware of it because we think that we're doing all of the things right. So that's why I think hiring a coach too is so powerful or educating yourself like a coach in, in certain areas to be able to support yourself, especially if you're just starting out on a journey and understanding that it is a lifelong journey. Like your health is for life. 100%. So with that, we're going to wrap this up. Hopefully this gave you some insights into some areas that you might be sabotaging yourself or not recognize or seeing it within your clients. Of course, we have our holistic weight loss, nutrition weight loss coach certification that's starting this week. You can check it out at fitchicksacademy.com forward slash HWLC. You can email us at info at fitchicks.ca, DM us on social media. And of course, if you're enjoying this podcast too, please leave us a review. It helps us to be able to do more of this and then also know what you guys are interested in hearing more about. Okay, everybody have an amazing day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.